Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. There's a lot of them. <laughs> There's a lot of them for sure. Uh, I mean, Friday we have our day in the red zone where we just spend the whole day uh, going over different plays and stuff, and it's definitely difficult for sure. Uh, just learning the plays, uh, learning where to go. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a lot on our plate, but uh, I mean, just us just going through the motion uh, at practices, learning what we got to do, and uh, I mean, we feel confident going out there on Sunday. You know what JJ's talking about there? Situational yeah. football. football. Huge. Situational football. Two most important things in football, in my opinion. Humble opinion, okay? Situational and complimentary football. football. Yes. Because complimentary football is beyond important. Uh, I'm more into one-dimensional football myself. Yeah. But, Makes sense. You know, like offense. To each his or her own. 64 to 63 <laughs> as we head to the fourth quarter. Yeah. I pretty much need Texas Tech or Oklahoma <laughs> to be playing defense in all of my football games. Uh, this is Purple Daily, presented by our friends over at TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs, delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And we're excited. Uh, you guys are going to gather a bunch of Purple Daily and Vikings fans together at Surly Brew Hall on mm-hmm. Sunday for a watch party and a live edition of Vikings Ventline. And what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We're going to talk football. We're going to talk purple. We're going to welcome you, Purple Daily family, all in the house at Surly. What are we going to drink? Oh, boy. Let me think about that. That's right. Before I die. Before I, die. I mean, there's so many, as many Declan options. can tell you, so many surly options and good beers. But before I die, I am told cans will be available so you can consume them. And then you know what? Keep them. I keep mine. I keep mine. They're fantastic. Because the mission is then right in front of you. Before we die, before I die, a Vikings Super Bowl, all of us, noon kickoff, Sunday, gather Talk Vikings, have some fun, watch the game, post-game vent line. Hopefully it is to celebrate a victory as the Vikings will then go into the bye 5-1. and one. See you on Sunday. It's early. Yes. Uh, before we get into Feedback Friday here, where we just turn the show over to your questions, comments, concerns, critiques, whatever you want, you can always hit us up through the, the Score North app. There's a feedback tab, YouTube comments, Twitter, um, little little dusting of snow. I, I woke up and saw a bunch of people tweeting about the, the snowfall in Minneapolis here today. Uh, we were talking off microphone. It's always hilarious how shocked people are in Minnesota. It could, it could snow for the first time on October 15th or December 1st. It's like, oh, oh, my, oh, oh my God. I've never seen snow before. <laughs> this is crazy. Do you guys have to dig your cars out, or uh, how bad was it this morning? I, I, I pay an arm and a leg and, and some some extra for underground parking at my apartment. So I, I was I was nice and, and dry and clean, and so I was all good there. But uh, I took I took the dog out this morning, and man, Vinny Boy was loving the snow. He, he was a puppy when we got him in February, so he has, like, some memory of the snow, but now that he's, like, full-grown and, and whatnot, he was just loving it and confused as all hell, running back and forth. But it is it is remarkable to me that people in Minnesota, in Minnesota who have lived there, here their whole lives have just are apoplectic that on October 14th it can snow. It happens every year. It happens every single year. What is so shocking about this? Yeah, the biggest blizzard in state history happened like two weeks from now, right? 1991. Oh, yeah, the uh, Halloween blizzard. blizzard. Yeah. Do we ever talk mm-hmm. about that? I never knew that happened. Like, yeah, seriously. But, 
But I think Phil's right. I think it's more the, the fact that the first snow, no matter when it, it hits, is always this huge shock. Everybody forgets how to drive. Everybody. It's like, <laughs> I'm sliding around. What am I supposed to do? It's like, have you driven in snow before? You don't go 75 once it snows outside. Natural but, selection. But the best part about this one today is it's a dusting, okay? It's a dusting of snow. It will be gone. I love this one. This is like a fresh. This isn't the start of winter. Yes, it's chilly, okay? But it's... It's a nice dusting of snow. It's, it's a, a reminder. Fall football crisp is what it's, it is. Exactly. It's hockey weather. And and you know what? It's just hope for what's to come, which is which is important Vikings games, which is winter sports. I am not adverse to this one. Now, when it snows a ton in December, yeah, that's a little bit depressing because it ain't coming off the ground till March. This one, this one won't be here long. Enjoy it. Quit freaking out. There it is. All right. Life advice from, from sports, Purple Daily. Sports dad right here. It snows sometimes in Minnesota. I guess that's the <laughs> the advice. Yeah, okay. I let's like start it. with the, the first comment from Corey Larson here. Uh, hey, Maggie, would you and the Score North crew be satisfied with a Super Bowl loss for the Vikings? You've mentioned that the NFC Championship may be the ceiling for this year's team. So I'm curious mm. how you feel about getting close to winning a championship but losing. We've actually had debates over the years. I, now, Corey, I don't know if your question is specifically about this year. I mean, if this year's team went to the Super Bowl, I think it would be a massive overachievement relative to expectations. So I guess on some level that would be a success. Does it live up to the show's mantra of wanting them to win a Super Bowl? No. Uh, but there are steps. I think we're giving this this team now with a new coach. Okay, you guys get some steps here to not many steps because you're keeping a 34-year-old franchise quarterback. So you got a couple of years to make it happen, but um, we've debated in the past that Judd thinks just getting back to the Super Bowl for the first time since the 70s is a huge goal, and I don't really – I want the win. I yeah. want the win for the first time. I want the win, but I am I will, I will take seeing what happens if they just get there too. Um, and I do think because, because um, if you are what? 40 something or like so i was seven i believe when they went to their last super bowl um there's a lot of people who are vikings fans alive right now who have no recollection of even getting to that game and so i've always contended i would love to see and i would take it as a win to just get past the conference championship game that being said phil i'm with you like i want them to win it the the goal here is a super bowl championship but but they have hit the wall now so many times since the late 70s at the conference title game that I certainly wouldn't turn down a Super Bowl berth. It's also all about how you kind of lose that big game. So for me, like I've, I've had like three recollections of the NFC Championship games. I, I remember obviously the most recent one in Philly, the one in, against New Orleans with Favre, and my first real Vikings memory season was the 41 Donut. Um, so getting your arse kicked in the NFC Championship game was pretty rough to handle. It also was maybe even more emotional watching the Vikings being on the doorstep of the Super Bowl in New Orleans and Favre throwing the interception and just being absolutely shocked. So it's all, I think it also depends if they got to the Super Bowl, how do they lose? Do they get blown out? Do they lose a heartbreaker? Do they lose a one possession game? Um, I, I would be cool if getting there because I've never seen it, but I also think that how they lose the game would all then also kind of change my mindset of the season. I think losing a Super Bowl would be crushing for so many 
reasons. Like I would almost rather them not get there than mm. get there and lose. Mm. First of all, most teams that get beat in the Super Bowl have a hard time bouncing back the next year. If you look back like the last 10 or 15 years, it's not like the NBA where you go through different levels of playoff you know, failure and then you, you keep chipping away. Um, in the NFL, sometimes you get to the Super Bowl, you get beat, and then it's just like so draining for a franchise and the turnover is so aggressive. So that would be one thing that it might just signify the end of your run. But secondly, uh, this team is is one loss away from having the worst record in Super Bowl history, too. So they're tied. There are two teams with five Super Bowl losses. The Patriots, who also have six wins, and uh, the Broncos have five Super Bowl losses, but they all, but they have three wins as a franchise. The only zero and four teams are Buffalo and Minnesota. So you would, if you went and lost, you'd be the only zero and five team in NFL history. I mean, I don't know if anyone's like, bring it on, you know, bring it on, tallying that. Every I want day, the but... birth. I want the Super Bowl birth. I want, I want to win. see it. I want the win. Well, and that's very nice. I want the birth as an adult. I just want to see what happens when they get there. Okay. I want to see that two week. Feel like you're lowering the bar here. Yeah, lowering the bar a little bit. Here. No, I want the championship too. But I, but I have always, but I believe I've been consistent since we started this show, Phil. You and I have disagreed on this point. So, are you really like? Is the slogan of this show creating some dissonance with you? Like, would you rather no. the slogan of this show be "I just no, want the Vikings to get beat no. in a Super Bowl before I die"? I no again. I, I am no. I want a Super Bowl championship. Tough to fit I, that on a can of beer, dis- by the way. Where I disagree, where I disagree fundamentally with you is you're saying here are the reasons why I would prefer that if I know they're going to lose, they don't get there. I am saying I would not stop the joy of getting there from from foreboding joy and saying I don't want that. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay with them getting there. I still want a win as well. But I mean, oh my God! Imagine if they went to Super Bowls, you know, two in five years and won one. Nobody does that. Okay, if they get there, if they get to the Super Bowl and get smoked forty-two to ten by somebody by the Buffalo Bills, I'll still I, want rip you, them. I want you to keep this. Sa- no, I'll still rip them. You need to keep this same energy the day after and be the one that says, "Guys, don't be." Listen, it's better to have loved the and build lost up, than the to build never up have will loved be great. at all. I I think what I think Declan and I are on the same page as far as just that two week build up though. Like the Vikings are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, but, this show would be a freaking. I mean, you guys have no you you haven't been alive for for that, and I've been alive to barely remember it. Great problem to have here, but I get this question a lot from family and friends, and I see it sometimes in our YouTube channel too. If they're in the Super Bowl, are we doing a vent line? Are we doing a vent line if they're in the Super Bowl? Are we going to rock one right at like what if they win or they lose? Would we do or- a vent line? Why would do a vent line, right? What, that's the dumbest question anyone's ever asked on Purple Daily. Why, Daily. I've, why I've, would we I've, I've gotten it. I've got because because I, I think because the Vikings never like won why? one. They wanted. They, why they, would we not do a vent line after the Super? Bowl? I am just relaying the question to we you. We would two. do one. Holy crap! I am just from asking the top of you Surly the Brewing. Question. We'd be sitting yes, on the. I would think we, we would too. We go to the roof of Surly. Holy crap! Are we I, doing? I just think re- that's an acceptable question. All right, the Vikings are in the Super Bowl in two weeks. No vent line. Well, you know what happened the last time we didn't do a vent line on the radio after a playoff game. It was the Blair Walsh miss, and we had a go. We had a contractual obligation to go for women's basketball. It's the most. I think it's the. It, it began the downfall of fifteen hundred ESPN. Quite frankly, people were so mad that we didn't have a two-hour outlet to vent. You know, I guess we could ask the audience if the Vikings get to a Super Bowl. Stop. If you don't want us to do vent line, let us know, and we won't do it. Now you're being mocked, Declan. This is <laughs> this has really crossed the line. 
Who well, asked that? I want to know who asked that question. I I've want had, to send them I've a had, personal email. Phil's offended. Oh my god, he's offended. <laughs> you send them their. I want their address for producer AJ Fredrickson. Goodbye. <laughs> All right, god. let's get we, confirmed. We will we will likely do a vent line if the Vikings play playoff games. <laughs> let's get to the next question. Declan's going to kill me. <laughs> God, just a simple question, and I did. I, I was just—I was wondering what the hell the case was because oh I wanted to give them the answer. Well, what, like, but like, what would the other? I've—I've I've always said, yeah, we would do a vet line, and I, I think some people think like because we've never seen one, we would also want to celebrate it. And we, I, my answer would be no, we want to celebrate it with you guys, the audience. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Correct. All right. Good to know. It was I. I was just relaying the question. Are you trying to get out of vent line after Mm-mm. the Super Bowl? <laughs> I'm going to be hammered on that vent line, but no. I, I'm. I'm just. I was wondering what what the actual response could be to the answer, and I would. I would assume it was me. Yes, you would do a vent Think line. Think about how epically, amazingly selfish it would be for us to say, you know what? We're good. we are going to go get ours. We're yeah. going to go get wasted. You guys are on your own for a post game show. Have fun. Hey, uh, Pulford Skull, you're hosting yeah. from Nashville. Bet in Florida and, and Pulford Skull and uh, <laughs> and Chancy from Fargo can hold down Bentline. Yes. All right. Wyatt Holdsclaw here says, I may or may not have sent an incomplete message because some idiot spilled a drink on me as I was typing this. Uh, all right. We got your message here. Um, here's my question. What needs to occur before all of you realize that it was a terrible decision to stick with Kirk Cousins and run it back? with an over-the-hill defense. You guys seem to understand it back in February or March. Now it just seems like you guys make excuses. I enjoy watching the Vikings win as much as everyone, but it's patently obvious this team is destined for mediocrity, something that you proclaim to reject. I just don't understand why you guys are drinking the Vikings Kool-Aid. Oh, I like this question, and it's uh, in some ways it's very fair. Okay, so... Yes, I called for, and personally, if I had gotten the GM job, which I did not apply for, um, I would have gone for a hard reset, okay? So just to be clear. But I believe it was, you know, abundantly clear by April or May, May probably, that they were not going to, that that they they were going to uh, push onward with, quote-unquote, a competitive rebuild. And I believe I talked about this at the time on the show, and I will say it again. Um. I don't think it would be any fun to sit here and crap on them, first of all, consistently for their method. If it works, awesome. If it doesn't, we will discuss it. But, like, it has to play out now. Uh, but what I don't think is, I don't think it would be a really constructive use of the show for us to come on after the Bears game. And, you know, there, there were faults and we talked about it. But to say that's why Kirk should be gone or that's why the defense should have been blown blown up we've Mm -hmm. talked about we've talked a lot about players that in our opinions are aging out so it's not like we're ignoring it um but they're off to a a four and one start they have most definitely won games they've been close but they've won games that a year ago we ripped them early on because they did not win and so my philosophy is this one let's see how this plays out two i just don't think it would be an enjoyable show to, to basically continue to say, I would have gotten rid of Harrison Smith. I would have gotten rid of Kendricks. I would have. Now, 
Can you I imagine doing gets, that every no, single but I mean, day I mean, after I just every think, win? I'm glad they won, but remember but I get, what I said back in February. But I get his point. Like, like I get the point, and it's very fair. So I guess trying to, like, just explain my own thought process here. Um, it, it's a weird league, and there's a lot of ugly games, and the Vikings are winning them, and I'm not going to crap on that. I think, you, I think you have to – I think what's happened in media – is like everything has become so black and white and you have your stance and you must stick a flat, you must die on a hill of everything that you've ever said or you're, you know. And I think to me, there's room for two things to happen here. One, on a macro level, I still have a lot of questions about how far this team as constructed can go with these aging players on defense, with this particular quarterback who's been really good in some clutch situations more than he has been in his career. And I will praise him for that, but there's still a lot of Kirk cousins questions, a lot of aging defense questions, new head coach, only five games in. I think they hit a home run with him, but I am skeptical of how far this whole thing can travel, but they're off to a four and one start. There's a lot of really good signs in the micro. Give them credit as they look to build this thing. Like you can hold sort of two things you know, to be to be true as you as you watch this thing. It's not just I don't think they can win a Super Bowl as currently constructed. So therefore I'm gonna nitpick every flaw in every win and jam this down your throat every day on Purple Daily for ten months. Like mm-hmm. there's there's some nuance here. And it helps that the conference for the most part stinks. Like it helps because it's going to give them a chance. And and I think we've done a very good job and I think all three of us agree on this one point. Offensively, I like what they're doing. I think they're growing. I think that they are, as, as they continue to say, scratching the surface. Um, defensively, I have big concerns. And and they're not even – the statistics defensively aren't as bad as I feel about the potential here because I don't see growth there. I see just like this is what we're going to do, and I'm like, I don't know if that's going to work. Um, and I think it's very fair to point those things out. But that being said, again, I would have blown the whole thing up. It's not going to be a lot of fun if I just continue to say, well, I would have blown the whole thing up. <laughs> we should maybe do that at the beginning of every episode. Hey, just so you know, <laughs> everything that comes out of Judd's mouth is kind of BS because he still thinks they should have blown yeah, the whole thing up. I would, have, I would have gone Ryan Poles and blown it to smithereens and won two games. But that's now, me. If they, if they you know, get smoked in the first round of the playoffs, I'm sure there will be some I told you so's coming from certain people on the show that maybe they should have just gotten along with it. But. Um, I mean, they have shown that they can take this collection and be really competitive, and there are some new things that we're seeing from Kirk, so they deserve a chance to play it out, and we'll yep. be the judge at the end of the season. But that question is very fair. Like, I'm not going to crap on he, – he's got – You're not he going to crap right. on that question. I'm no. not, I'm not going to no. crap – well, I'm not going to why say, well – Why would he even ask that question? Wow. You know what? I'm not, I'm not why, getting involved why would, he, in this. why would he even ask? You know what, mom and dad? Mommy, media, mommy and daddy can fight. I'm not getting, I'm not going to get that. involved. I'm not going to get involved. Would we do, would we do a event line? I want you to go home and think about that, though. Would we do event line? Oh, now you're getting on him. If the, no, you know what? I'll stop. No, say, go ahead. Say No, no, I'm stopping. You might as well say it. It's a family meeting now. Yeah. No, no. Brad, Brad Tabus, when are we going to start talking about Quasi's first draft starting to look bust ish? Lewis Seam was nowhere close to meaningful minutes before the injury. Booth is constantly hurt. Um, 
And like the Twins' choices, there was a history there with with booth injuries. Correct me if I'm wrong, but only Ed Ingram is seeing any meaningful time. I guess uh, Caleb Evans is out there a little bit. Asamoah is playing some special teams. Uh, they do have like nine guys on the roster. It's so early to say that. Like we're yes. a month and a half in. So and it seems like yes. Asamoah is yeah. trending towards playing more meaningful snaps. Um, Andrew Booth is finally healthy. I know he's battled a lot of injuries in college, and that's what made him drop. But, I, I, yeah, I think jury's still too out. It, it stinks that Lewis Seen has the you know compound fracture and just a horrific injury, and you don't want to see your first-round pick being carted off the field. But now it kind of looks like the depth of this class, we're actually going to see if they have some legitimate players in it with Osmo and Booth probably factoring a little bit more. Chandler, too. Like, he broke his, his thumb, I think, but, I mean, he still could could be good. And, and... – I would not be surprised at all if he ends up playing a key role in 2023, which but which still, I think our expectation is, how's the draft class going to contribute immediately? And first round, second round pick, that's fine. But at some point in time, too, it's like, okay, you got to take the back end a little bit more and see. I, I mean, hell, there, there's now contributors from the 2021 class that we didn't think about before. Uh, the Asamoah one is really interesting to me because O'Connell, O'Connell's very good about complimenting everybody, right? Uh, but what Phil saw, and I think it was nine snaps, Asamoah came in on Sunday for Jordan Hicks, who in my opinion is a veteran declining player. I, I think he's good in the locker room, and yes, he gets tackles, but linebackers get tackles. It's almost impossible not to. I think they've come to the same conclusion that we did a couple of weeks ago, though, which is if you're going to play the defense they're going to play, you need guys who can cover and are almost, and they know this, pseudo safeties. Mm-hmm. I think Asamoah's playing time, if if he continues to play well, is going to increase exponentially at the price of Jordan Hicks playing time. Dude, there are some, it's just like watching some of these, like all 22 film clips as Boone explains football concepts to me on the Trenches podcast. Like that number 20 linebacker for the, uh, I think he might be a rookie or second-year guy, that number 20 for the Saints, he got burned a couple times. He showed up a few times at like trying to cover Justin Jefferson and stuff. And I had to ask him, first of all, he's wearing number 20, which is kind of confusing. It's hard to tell sometimes with defenders because they can wear whatever number they want. Yeah. But he's he looks like a safety, but he's one of their middle linebackers. And I looked, he's like 238 pounds or something. I mean, it's... No longer the neck roll, big guy. To, you know, even like the EJ Hendersons that we remember from not that long ago. Those mm-hmm. guys are kind of being phased out of the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stuart Gonzalez Blank says the Commanders were able to hold the Bears to seven points. Convince me I should trust this Vikings defense. I mean, I don't think anyone on this show can convince you to trust the Vikings defense yet. Correct. Jury's still out. Correct. Uh, Rump UV Pigskin. All right on YouTube. There's a lot of ways to go with that one okay great content as always but am i missing something with alex boone and the rest of the score crew why did judd and declan offer a tepid response when phil invited them to jump on the boone episodes earlier this week well i mean i'll let you guys answer for yourselves we record that show based on just like boone's schedule and our schedules we record that show at like 10 o'clock at night after you guys have already, so it's more, I think, it, I mean, you guys tell me. Maybe you guys don't, do not like. There's a movie. lot of character concerns there. There's a lot of character <laughs> concerns. Dissension on there. Um, let's just say this. For me and Dex, we seem like easygoing fun guys. 
egos are huge. Okay, huge so egos. you put Boone on the screen too, yeah. and now you've got a real problem. Yeah. So we said we're going to flip a coin. Yep. There's only one of the three of us who can who who can go on with Boone. And Phil, Phil lost the coin. There's only one person that can ask dumb enough questions for Alex Boone to spike on a no. weekly basis, and that is no. Old there's Macadac. no reason why. There's there's no. Reason. And it sounds like uh, for the show's uh, you know producing standpoint that because I'm off the show, Boone is not throwing in a casual f bomb or, or or word here and there. I feel he like. snuck a couple s ones in last week. Okay, okay, but no, yeah, knock on wood, knock no f bombs yet. Yeah, I he love did Boone. it very much on purpose last week. Yes. I did remind him before the show started, and he, in the first 30 seconds, just he does to, it on, Once you remind him, he does yes. it on purpose. Yeah. Correct, yes. Like, he made that clear with that clip. It's his alpha flex. He goes, I'll say whatever I want. Yep. You exactly. can edit it out later. Or not. You don't have to edit exactly it, whatever. Exactly right. No. Uh, but, yeah, maybe uh, we'll, we'll get you guys on it. Yeah, so whenever you guys want, you're welcome to come on. It's late at night. It's uh, it's after a long day of, of work already. <clears throat> but you guys are welcome. Um, David Bryant says, I've been a big fan of you guys for about three years. Just want to thank you for helping keep me sane through my Vikings misery. My question is, if the Vikings win a playoff game or multiple playoff games, is there still a chance of us looking for the quarterback of the future in the upcoming draft? You know, we keep saying yes, and mine was sort of that, but I, I'll say here's my expectation. Um, because they, they would in this scenario, have a low first-round pick if they keep it. So I would say I I won't be surprised if O'Connell-led teams with Kwesi obviously being the guy that makes the pick. If they start to take quarterbacks now that they like in the third round again, and and, because, I mean, the the Mon whiff is a hard whiff, but there are guys there in that round that that you can potentially develop. Um, Is that going to be the guy? No, I think O'Connell will think along the same lines that that a lot of people in this league and our show does, which is you you also can take swings. Like it's not the end of the world to take swings, right? Um, it's probably smarter to take swings than not, and then you're like, oh my god, how are we going to find a quarterback? Uh, but as far as like the starter to replace Kirk, if this team is as successful as fans hope, you know, it's going to be a a gamble, a chance. Um, but I think ultimately there's going to come a time where they probably have to, if nothing else, trade up in the first round to take one. My guess is that's not this coming draft. Yeah. Oh, I just don't, I just, I don't think it's so tough because they're headed toward the playoffs. Yeah. They, they kind of locked into like two years of Kirk cousins. And wouldn't you want to use that first round resource on something to help if there's someone you can plug in that could play right away? I know you you shouldn't be drafting that way always, but isn't that wouldn't that be your instinct as you look to build upon maybe like a eleven win season here next year? If you draft a quarterback, he's not playing in two thousand twenty three. So, so let so let's say they do Packers that. Packers did that, and they're drafting twentieth or below. Okay, are are there first round quarterbacks projected there? Well, he the there was a part of this question where he he did say trade up, which I I kind of summarized the question: Would you trade up? I would be shocked if they won like 11 games, won a playoff game, and then traded up for a new quarterback. Unless, and this is very that. possible, the second round game was just like a classic Kirk Road meltdown yes. against a good team. And it was just obvious, which it is obvious now, like he doesn't play well in those games usually, yes. that while this is, the, this is the fork in the road for us, this is the game that we can't win with Kirk. And so... We need to look for the next. If they game. determine that, 
so the the thing too is and we we got a I think we got a, a feel for how he's going to do things but we certainly don't have an overall one is is Quasi's draft philosophy in what you're talking about. So he clearly likes to probably not as much as Rick, but he clearly is willing to trade down and get picks, right? So so where it really takes the big cojones, though, is what you're talking about, which is we've identified a quarterback that we love, and we are going to trade up, and we are going to give up a boatload. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a side of Quasi we have not seen yet, and I don't know, I don't know how aggressive that side is going to be. Yeah, that's uh, that's fair. Um, let's talk about. So I'm a big haunted house guy. Mm-hmm. October is my favorite month, and uh, whenever I hear about great haunted houses. My attention perks up immediately, Declan. Yeah, uh, you want to check out Nowhere Haunted House here in the Twin Cities at Inver- in Invergrove Heights. Uh, they have a few different attractions here, okay? So they have a weekend evening attraction and a daytime low-scare option. But maybe you're more of this daring thrill-seeker, and you want to do insomnia. Now, let me tell you what insomnia actually is. It requires a waiver. You have to be 18 years or older. But it's a hands-on, full-immersed experience as you check yourself into a terrifying sleep study, you'll notice that there's something wrong with the staff and other patients, and something's unsettling, and after solving puzzles to escape your exam room, you'll be sent through darkened corridors as you encounter disturbing dream sequences in hopes that you find your way out. Yes. Oh, my God. I actually (laughs) would pay triple digits to send Judd in there with the GoPro camera just to just to just to see what the heck could happen. Hello. But is the GoPro going to work the whole time? That's yeah. my question. Yeah, that's, or will that's, it, or, that's a good point. Or will the haunted yeah. house people or, see or, a random shot of Carl Anthony Towns? When this Carl weird Anthony doctor Towns. comes up to you and asks, are you okay? Are you going to ask, you know, is that really a good question you got to ask right now? You know, it, there, there's numerous things you could go down with the insomnia house. Hold on, can, I got to reset my GoPro. You can you can book this experience now at NowhereHauntedHouse.com. Go to NowhereHauntedHouse.com for the insomnia tour and NowhereHauntedHouse.com to book your tickets now. Hey, so we're recording this on a Friday, which means tomorrow it is the St. Thomas Tommy's football homecoming game. Celebrate homecoming on the beautiful St. Thomas campus this Saturday, October 15th. Watch the Tommies take on the Drake Bulldogs at 1 p.m. at O'Shaughnessy Stadium. Tickets are just $15.00. Go to TommySports.com to buy your tickets today. You can always listen to Tommy football games on 1500 ESPN radio. All right, back to the feedback here, boys. Cordell says, love the show. You guys do a great job. I'm excited to be headed to Minnesota this weekend for a wedding and to try my first Surly Skull. Love it when people make the... Beautiful. Join us on Sunday. The trek. Yeah, come on up, man. Uh, Kellen says, I live in Florida, but in Minnesota for the week. For a wedding. I wonder if these guys are at the same wedding. Nice be. Uh, I know crap week for a wedding when the Vikings are in Florida this week, but I've finally been able to drink Surly. Thanks to Judd, my first Surly is the Furious. Love the show. Listen every day. School. Awesome. That is good to hear. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, come on by on Sunday and watch the game and hang out. Chris John says, love the show. Can never trust a guy with two first names, though, Chris. We'll see what your question is here. Wow. Love the show, especially the motto of winning a Super Bowl before we die. In the spirit of your motto, I keep thinking what moves could be made to take advantage of a mediocre, besides Philadelphia, NFC. While the defense is the biggest issue, I don't think you can fix the defense with one trade or signing. But I do think we can take our offense to potentially the best in the league if we add one more dynamic weapon. 
The only skill position option people talk about is OBJ as being available. But with the Matt Rule firing, I would take a serious look at trading for DJ Moore. <laughs> really good underrated receiver with the with the Carolina Panthers. His stock couldn't be any lower. He's had three 1,000-yard seasons before the train wreck named Baker joined the team, and he adds an element of speed that only J.J. and Rager possess. And imagine him with a competent quarterback and coach. I Listen, I'm, I make a phone call, even if Carolina laughs at your phone call. <laughs> <laughs> we would never want Carolina. Yeah, Carolina likes to laugh. <laughs> Carolina likes to laugh. Um I guess my question is, what's the compensation that would have to go back to Carolina in that trade? Yeah, what's his contract? Let's see what his contract is. And sometimes it's weird because if, like, sometimes, like, the, the trading team would be on the hook for some of the contract. We'd have to do a deeper dive here. But uh, DJ Moore is, God, he's only 25. St- God. Yeah. But, I feel like but that in dude's Panthers years, forever. he's 42. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so his cap hit next year is $25 million because he signed a big extension. Nope. So you'd have to, well, I was going to say you'd probably have to say goodbye to Adam Thielen, but Adam Thielen has a huge cap. That's right, yes. Next year, too. Yeah, yeah. I think the the only contract that I think is going to be subtracted for next year is Kendrick's. For sure. Yeah. Well, you mean from the Vikings? Yes. I'm I'm saying as far as trying to create room. Well, there'll be some other ones, but yeah. Right, but but I don't know the big ones will be. I I think that, if I'm not mistaken, we, we talked about this Last week, Dalvin Cook, Harrison Smith, Thielen, all would be pretty pricey to get out from under for 23. Yeah. So, And I think, too, it's that would be more of like an off-season thing if you're going to upgrade receiver because right now you've, you've got three receivers that you do like. Yes. I'm not saying that you couldn't bump K.J. Osborne yes. for you know a, a healthy OBJ or something, but I don't think they're going to do that. But I love the, the big swing idea here for sure. Uh, 90% mental MN says, hoping you guys can speak to this. Some coaches implement kick-ass offenses or schemes and expect the players to fit the scheme. If it fails, the players are blamed. I believe the best coaches look at their talent and adjust the scheme to fit the players. Yes. It seems that Donatel thinks he has a kick-ass defensive scheme. It's looking more like he doesn't have the players to execute his scheme predicated on speed when we have aging talent. Do you think yes. Donatel's trying to jam some pieces into 100%. Okay. Yeah, and and I think he's doing it because in part he was he he basically sold the Vikings and O'Connell on that this is the defense du jour now it's the popular thing <laughs> it works and now he's like it works no it works uh, but I also think it's why we're going to see Asamoa slowly but surely replace Hicks more. Um, the Vikings won't make a big deal about th- those things, but I do. But I think what they're going to need to do, especially during the bye week, is adjust things one, but also, you know, I don't think Asamoah has done a thing to get on the bad side of the coaching staff. I think on special teams he's been really good. And so that I know it I know it's hard probably to bench or not play vets, but at some point in time, if the scheme fits a faster, younger player, you have to do it. Yeah. Especially if you're good. Or might be good. Yep. Kyler Pekarek, Pe- uh, Pekarek, Pekarek says the Viking. When are the Vikings going to? Sorry, I'm looking for punctuation here. <laughs> uh, when the Vikings are going no huddle. There we go. Yep. I, I can read. I went to college. They get to the line quickly and try to get free yards. Totally fine. But what I notice is around 20 seconds on the play clock, Kirk starts to call the play and signals. 
Is this similar to what McVeigh did with Goff, where he talked to him up to the 15 second cutoff in the in the helmet, and then uh, they can kind of get a read together on the defense? Curious to hear your thoughts. My opinion is absolutely, positively yes. This is a great assessment observation. Yeah. Um. Yes. They so so they open the game a lot against the Bears doing this. Okay, but it's not a hurry up. It's not what it is. Is uh, it's a let's get you up to the line of scrimmage. Let's see what they're doing. And then, you know, to go back to what um, O'Connell talked about initially, there are at least a couple options. And they talked about this on the Kirk sneak. There were two options at least on that play. So O'Connell can diagnose, help Kirk out. And I think that that, I I don't know how much chapter and verse that O'Connell or Kirk would actually talk about this. Goff was young, and so I think it didn't hurt, you know, it didn't hurt to to say, yeah, McVay is doing a lot of the analysis. Uh, Kirk being a veteran, I don't know that they would want that out a ton, but it strikes me as that is right on point, and O'Connell is definitely trying to help Kirk diagnose and pick the right play. The Vikings have also been incredible on no huddle. Kirk specifically this season. Um, Kirk's passer rating on any situation of huddle, no huddle, shotgun under center, it's best at no huddle. He has a 102 passer rating. He's completing 80% of his passes, and there's been 54 attempts too. So it's not just a small sample size. When they're going no huddle, it's actually been the best version of Kirk so far this season. I love it. Some of that's in the two-minute where he's been really good, and some of it's just like they'll do it in the third quarter or whatever just to get a spark. So, yeah, because KOC is not going to come up to a podium and say, yes, I am telling him what he should look at, and he's not going to take credit for it. He will give credit to Kirk. So it's going to be there. If he is giving Kirk guidance in his ear up to the 15-second cutoff, it'll be their little secret unless (laughs) Kirk wants to say something. Yes, and the the second key part, to that entire thing is this one too. So by doing that, they keep the defense. So if they don't substitute, the defense won't. Um, And so they keep the defense on the field and can create potential mismatches that way too. It's really smart. Like you don't have to go, go, go quickly, uh, but by doing it, you create opportunities. Adam Turner says last year it was no more excuses was the slogan for the season. Is this year's slogan win the game anyway? That's the one I'm pushing the last few weeks, and they've done it. Yes. Win the game anyway. Games are going to be imperfect. Things are going to get weird, sloppy. You know, I mean, hell, the Chiefs are the the ultimate example of this in the NFL where they're just just down by 17 in the first half, and they just go win the game anyway. means nothing. Because you can. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kevin Stowell says, you three very well-spoken Vikings diehards don't know pain. I am 65 years old, and I remember when the Vikings were huge favorites to beat Len Dawson and the Chiefs. Yeah, Royce, he talked about this. Yep. Uh, I got off the stuff pretty darn near last year after 50-plus years of miserable experiences with the purple and gold. He got off. He finally got off the stuff. Then I saw your Purple Daily show on YouTube. It was very tempting to get sucked back in, but I was strong then. Then the unfathomable happened. DirecTV gave us a gift for our loyalty over the years. My free gift is the NFL Sunday ticket with Red Zone and all of the out-of-market games televised to my big widescreen. I'm back. I was glued screaming at my TV for the entire Chicago game. There is so much more. Put it this way. I do not trust the Vikings at all. 
Not on a single play, let alone a full game. Forget about it. I'm going to give another warning before you all get another 15 to 20 years of being Vikings fans. There is a price for this, Hotel California. You will never leave. Thanks again. I will be listening. We know that already. We know it. All. I'm 53. No kidding. No joke. Uh, that's hilarious. You know what? He can't leave the relationship. He's tried. I think, I think that era of Vikings fans, like they they went through so much more torment than anyone else can realize, and they're all very skeptical for good reason. Because yes, you know, like there's the '98 fan generation that I kind of grew up in, yes. and then there's the '09 kind of generation that like Declan grew up in, and we've seen some stuff. But those grizzled fans who are like 65, 70 years old, uh-huh. those guys have been through way more. So I get their skepticism, but appreciate the warning. I love the fact Thank that you. he got out and they got him back in. <laughs> yep. Well, maybe it was uh, we were kind of the the conduit to his to his Vikings relapse, I guess. So anyhow, uh, that's your feedback Friday presented also by our friends over at Federated Mutual Insurance Company, who've been around for over a hundred years, helping businesses. They're like a great offensive line for your business, just protecting against risks on the horizon. So you can find out a full list of industries that they specialize in, see if your business matches up with their expertise, and uh, check them out, federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. All right, that is your Feedback Friday episode of Daily Vikings Entertainment here, Purple Daily. And uh, you guys will be holding it down at Surly Brewing Company at noon this Sunday with a live taping of Vikings Ventline. I'll be there on the big screen, just kind of waving my arms and shouting takes things like that so thanks to everyone wave your arms (laughs) hey everybody For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me October 4th for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms platforms.